This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Hey, welcome back to another episode of... Did you get my text? It sounds like a game show if I do it like that. <laughs> did you get my text? It I'm, sounds like it sounds like Will. Of, oh, say who you are. Yeah, maybe if we. I'm Patton. I'm Patton. I'm Patton Oswald. Meredith Salinger, come on down. Oh, <laughs> I'm Meredith Salinger. Hi, welcome to another episode of Did You Get My Text? Yeah. Oh, hey. Um, speaking of, did you get my text? I sent this to you yesterday. Which one? Um, this was a uh, a tweet uh, with a picture by our artist friend Bill Sinkevich. Now, Bill Sinkevich. To most of the people that are fans of me, they know who this guy is. One of the Wait, which, premier comic book artists. I, I said wanna, it yesterday. Okay, but. And he, for, um, I believe it was for either our anniversary last year or a birthday, I had him do an illustration of Meredith uh, as Electra Assassin with her pink bat. <laughs> and uh, Meredith was, although she was delighted and flattered, uh, did not like being depicted uh, bloody and dark and gory. and I don't mind being depicted bloody and dark and gory. I just felt like I looked a little, like, large <laughs> in <Okay>. the drawing. <laughs> well, anyway. Well, you, you looked, La- you looked look, muscular look, and cut. Too muscular. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, he uh, tweeted out a picture of a little thing that he did for us for our fourth anniversary. Uh, it's the pink bat. He did a... Uh, drawing a beautiful, uh, delightful, adorable drawing. Honey, can you show it to me? Of I'm a scrolling pink bat. I'm scrolling I know I back. Sent this to you. I'm literally scrolling back through literally billions of texts. Right. I don't know if I got it. Well, can you show it to me? Uh, I don't. My phone isn't here. Go uh, to my Twitter feed and scroll down a little bit. Oh, is it on your Twitter feed? Mm-hmm. I, I thanked him for it. Well, maybe you. But just... I know that I. No, I know I sent it to you. Anyway, talk about it because I haven't found. Well, it, yet. it is an. It is a very Bill Sinkevich, uh depiction of what a bat would look like a demonic bat but if it was bright pink and adorable uh so uh he did was it I, that no yeah. that's a that's a show poster dear lord honey you just go to go don't look at the media look at my tweets i'm looking at the for the picture no sweetie just look at my tweets i thanked him for it i didn't tweet the picture i, t- I i'm asking i to retweeted see the picture. his tweet i would like i to know see the, the picture. picture is in his tweet which i retweeted oh okay Jeez! But I, I told you that twice. Oh my God! Do you guys see what I work with here? Do you see? Oh man! Do you see what I'm dragging here? <gasps> How dare you! <laughs> Do you see the anchor that I'm attached to? Oh my God! You're mean. <laughs> here is the wonderful uh, anniversary. This is Bill Sinkevich. Happy anniversary, part two, to the lovely and talented Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswald. Big hugs. This is the other pink. Oh bat. my God! I never saw this. That's so cute and Isn't scary, but cute. Isn't that adorable? Yes, I love it. A, pink, a bat. pink bat. It's actually a bat in pink. It's not yeah. like the baseball bat I had, which was pink. I'm gonna get him to put that uh, image on a T-shirt for you, because <laughs> that'd be awesome. Pink bat. <laughs> love it. How you doing? I'm pink bat. So anyway, Bill, wait, Bill. Thank you. You're always the nicest, and you're such a great artist. Yeah. Just don't draw her ropey and muscular. Just don't make me look like, uh, what is that, Sheena, Queen of the whatever? Sheena, Queen of the Jungle is... I don't think that's a real thing. I think I just made that up. But no, I, that was a comic book What character. was the one? Anyway. 
Well, anyway, uh, that is a belated, although, by the way, because we said this year, neither of us had anything for each other for um, our fourth anniversary. Just nothing. Each day we sort of looked at each other like, I just want you to know I'm not getting you anything. Yeah. And like trying to gauge if the other one was actually like, well, I got you a little something. But neither one of us had no. that little thing. And there was not even a moment of hesitation from either one of us. It was like, I'm not getting get you anything, anything. Right? Me neither. Yeah. Flat out. Me neither. Not... Didn't, get, didn't get anything this year. I just want to like just caveat here. Like we sound like we're fighting a little bit. <laughs> and I think people are going to be like, did you not get each other a gift because you're fighting and you hate each other? Which no. is not true. No, we just, you know, we, we looked at each other and we're like, we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Like, why do we have to do this? And also, fourth anniversary, Like, not cares? a big deal. Fifth, we'll have a big party, I think. By the way, even the traditional gift for the fourth anniversary. It's so hard. It's it will, flowers and fruit. Which, by the way, that sounds like people who, who decided the gifts knew that the fourth anniversary is a garbage anniversary. <laughs> and just went, yeah, just flowers. Here's an orange. But I Here, was, I picked you a daisy. I was trying Leave me to alone. Be- I was trying to be clever, and I was like, oh, my God. Hey, Twitter, help me out. What do I get him for flowers and fruit? And then people were like, is this a trick question? Get him flowers and fruit. But I wanted something like get him a tie with flowers on it. Right, right. And then, Patton Oswalt, I actually did go online, and I looked at a bunch of very fancy tie places, (laughs) and I tried to find one with a flower, Mm. and uh, the flowers didn't look like flowers you'd like. No. They were too... um, they were too floofy. They were too also like, flowery. Flowery tie looks like I'm trying to be the fun guy at the real estate office. No, it does not. Yeah, it does. It looks well, the cheesy. ones they had looked like that. You're right. But in general, if I'm going to get you, I get you cool ties. Yeah. Anyway, so the day of our anniversary, we kind of just woke up and we're like, "Happy anniversary!" <laughs> not anniversary. a big deal. Yeah. But but everybody's like, "Is he taking you out to dinner? Are you guys going to a nice dinner?" I'm like, "Eh, I don't think we are. He has to leave tomorrow morning at four in the morning to go four in the morning to go on tour." So. At 5.30, what did yes. I do? At 5.30, this ended up being really sweet and romantic. I'm in my office. I'm paying bills. I'm being a husband. Happy anniversary. Paying the bills. I was literally sitting there paying bills. Right. And you came in and said, I have got... No, no. I said, hey, do you want to go on an adventure with me? And you were like, what kind of adventure? I'm like, a fun adventure. And you're like, what kind? I was like, do you want to drive to Popeye's chicken with me. I'm craving, I'm craving fried chicken. And you were like, yay, sure. And we yeah. did. And it was really fun. And it was, it ended up being kind of romantic and delightful. Just two young couples <laughs> piling into their car. We went up the road to the Popeye's chicken. I was chicken. in like sweatpants and a sweatshirt yeah. and, and slippers because we were planning to go through the drive-thru. We were not going to get out of the car. Right. However, well, we get there. We get there, and there is a line of cars waiting to go through the drive-thru. But there's also a parking lot that was empty, yes. and I'm like, I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna buck the system here. Going in, and I'm gonna park, and I'm gonna go in. I'm not waiting in this car line. Yeah, we. we and had- you were like, No, let's just wait in the line. And I was like, No, I'm dying for chicken. <laughs> I need to go in right this second. So I'm in my slippers, yeah. and I went in and I ordered, and we got. I got back in the car, mm-hmm. and I handed you. The bag, and then you're like, okay, let's go home. I'm like, no, I needed right to eat right then. Right there, I need a bite. <laughs> this was, look, I feel like that you you coming in, and it was adorable. You coming in and said, hey, you want to go on a fun adventure? And uh, and we did, uh, but I think that that, was fo- that followed the initial thing, which was, oh, my God, I want fried chicken right now. Well, the, I have to have it. The impetus was that I needed fried chicken. Yeah. That, oh. Absolutely. And then I was like, aha, this could be a fun adventure for our fourth anniversary. Exactly. Which, uh, and then also, um, uh, the chicken is batter dipped. Uh, and even though it's not spelled like it is in the uh, gift thing, uh, it's a, it's a homonym. Uh, uh, it's dipped in batter, which is made with flour, which is a homonym for flour. So we sort of did get uh, flowers. flowers. Where was the fruit? Uh, Biscuits, not fruit. Oh, I got the sweet tea. That's not fruit. Well, was, there was lemon in it. Yeah, is there lemon in sweet yeah, tea? Yeah, there's, there's lemon in There's a slice of lemon in there. So we got flour and fruit. Yeah, at okay. At the Popeyes. <laughs> and, I, and it ended up, because you, you wanted the basic dinner that comes with the coleslaw. And I the, wanted the coleslaw and the biscuit and the chicken. And I just wanted the uh, tenders. Give me some chicken tendies and the red beans and rice. And then I realized that, you know, since I could have been driving home, yep. it's not easy to eat a a breast of chicken while no. you're driving. It would have been better to get uh, the chicken tenders. You could just uh. pick them up. But I have to be honest with you, Patton. Mm. When we got out of the car, yeah. well, no, the next day when I got back in my car, your side of the car had lots of crumbles. Yes, it did. Lot of crumbles. Well, hey, 
I was happy to drive home. You're the one who said, we got to sit here. I got to eat. Yeah, but my side didn't have any crumbles. And I was the one, mm. like, handling a big thing. And you were just handling a little well, mine was Well, mine was crazy breaded, though. Those, <laughs> those, those chicken tenders. Anyway, we had a very nice... Um, <clears throat> We had a very nice anniversary dinner adventure. I thought that was super fun. At Popeyes, fun. it was yeah. really sweet, and it was and and we had that reminder, uh, a nice little reminder, because we thought I'll drive it to Popeyes, grab some chicken. Uh, we get there, there was that crazy line, and you re- you were reminded, oh, that's right, Popeyes chicken is crazy craveable. Yeah, and everyone so even, wants it. Everyone wants it. Not every day, but that's such a good business model to have something where even people who try to eat healthy or will go. It's been a few months. I deserve a Popeyes. You know, Come on. That, it, this, that particular, it's so friggin' delicious. That particular uh, drive through restaurant, whatever, is on the way to one of my best friend's house. Mm-hmm. And so I will call Retta every now and then. I'm like, I'm coming over. And <laughs> I'm like, should I bring chicken? And she's like, you are obsessed with fried chicken. And I really am. I have a friend oh, who, fried chicken's amazing. who works at the LA Times. She's, she does like food critic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, she has a party every year where she has like the top 10 best fried chickens and you go and you taste Mm. them all and then you decide. And yeah, I Uh, wish, uh, I wish, well, whatever. I had Popeye's chicken. I get it whenever I want. It's right down the street. Not a big deal. It's weird. I was in it. If you ever go to Atlanta, if if you ever go to the deep South, every, there are every restaurant, we have the best fried chicken in the South and there are people. In Virginia? No, in the deep South. Oh. All around the South. I was in Atlanta a few years ago and I went to a place called, Pity Pat's porch, and <laughs> they. Um, Pity Pat's porch sounds really pretty. Pity per- Pat's porch, pretty perfect. And the and and you know again we have the and the chicken was delightful, but I have had better fried chicken in the South, uh, uh, especially um, Gladys Knight had a I don't know if it's still there she had a fried chicken and waffles restaurant, <gasps> and oh my God you know they're used it to- was actually it was it was I actually think it was better. And Roscoe's. I was at, just going to say, in California, they had Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and that was a great place to go, but then they closed. No, they're still open. Well, maybe they closed for coronavirus, and I don't know. There was There's one on Pico and one on Gower. I yeah, think the Gower both, one. I think, is it there? All I know is when I was writing on Mad TV, our original offices were right across the street from Roscoe's, and we went there for lunch one day, and- Everybody was happy? It was so It was so happy, but then we came back- and the next day, our producers, they weren't being mean. They were just saying, You guys can't go there anymore because you get too tired after Yeah, you lit. We all came back and took naps. We came back, the whole writing staff laid out on different couches and went to sleep. And they said, Guys, we know how good Roscoe's is, but you've been hired to write. You ate, you went and had your lunch, and then you lay down for two hours. So it was that kind of thing. The one thing that they did have at um, Pity Pat's Porch that was, I Gosh, love saying just it. Just saying it is fine. I love Pity saying Pat's Porch. it. Is um is that it, still there? You don't know. I I, I don't know. I would imagine it was because it You're was not from there. very popular when I went. But Pity Pat's Porch was popular. Pity Pat's Porch was popular and Patton uh pre <laughs> preambled down the um, <laughs> anyway. Um they had a whole vegetable bar. They had a bread bar and a vegetable bar. Did anyone covered. go to the vegetable bar? Yes, because their they, vegetables were in these weren't like healthy, these were, were southern they? um fried okra dark greens and they had pickled watermelon Pity rinds porch had pickled <laughs> Pity pat's porch had pickled watermelon rinds the rinds of watermelon they had pickled was that good? them they were so good really oh my god they were delicious the because rind? it's the, they they save the rind and they pickle that they but make even the green part it. even the outside part of it yes that's really? the whole point yes um and so she there's still the tiniest sweetness of the watermelon then with the the sourness of the pickle. Oh, it was so good. I wish people would just tell us their favorite fried chicken and email us and tell us where to go. Like we do travel if, if into we, random places. If we happen to come to your town, where is the best fried chicken place? Well, the thing is, depending on where you go, if if we're if I'm going somewhere down south, like my there, there's there's a lot of new dates being added in, in 2022. I'm not going to say where, but I will be traveling in the south. In the south. Where and if you, the, but the thing is, if you ask. What's the best fried chicken? You'll get a hundred answers, and none of them are incorrect. Right. Everyone has such a specific taste of what they want. Mm. I remember a friend of mine said, "This was um, years ago." She was traveling with her friend. They went down to meet, see her mom, down in the south, and they 
stopped at the house and the mom made fried chicken and it was she said this is the best fried chicken I'd ever had. It just at her mom's house. And I, I wish my the, mom could make fried chicken. And and she asked her mom, "How did you make this fried chicken?" And she goes, "Oh, well, whenever I make bacon, I save the fat, I scrape it into an empty soup can, uh-huh. leave that in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I have enough of it, I take like regular saltine crackers. Just oh, br- I I take a rolling pin, put wax paper on them, crumble them all up into mm-hmm. dust, and then I coat the um, and then chicken fry it in the bacon fat. Egg yolks, egg yolks, and the saltine Stuff. crackers, and fry it in bacon fat. Oh. It's it's a egg yolks, saltine crackers, bacon fat. It, it's just a heart attack. But it's <laughs> she goes, you could not believe not only how delicious the chicken was, but how amazing the house smelled. My dad oh. uh, made mm. meatloaf for our family one time, and. I guess the recipe calls for something to like absorb. I don't know. It was like a cornflake thing. Did I tell you this already? No. And he didn't have any cornflakes or whatever you're supposed to put into the whatever. Yeah. He used frosted flakes. Yeah. And let me tell you, <laughs> it was delicious. Oh, was it? It was. But really? Yeah. It wasn't too sweet? I mean, I like sweet things. Wow. Okay. That's Good. why I married you, Pat Oswalt. Oh, because I'm just a big old sweet meatloaf. <laughs> um, well, you know what? We will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. everybody we are back here's a question um i have been doing well let me preface it with things to say (laughs) yeah i've been working a lot and i have so many emails i need to send right and i like to get them done as i think of them like if i think of something that i need or need to say or something has to get done like i have to do it right then because i'm afraid i'm not going to remember you don't want to put it on a a to-do list you later you got to do it right i just want to do it right then right and so so there's sort of like a protocol about work. And I know in America, people don't really take vacations and people don't really stop working. You know, everybody has a cell phone and so they get text messages all the time. And so I feel badly if I send a business email on the weekend. And first of all, I think the beauty of sending an email is that, you know, it's implied you can answer this when you can. You don't, like a text message, you kind of need to respond. Right. But an email. But I often write, no need to respond to this till Monday, just wanted to write before I forgot. I, I put that in the email so that people don't feel like they have to write me back. Do you feel like you need to add that if you put it on the weekend? Or do you think that it's not nice to send a business email on a Sunday and that you should actually just write down what you want to say and wait to send it till Monday? I tend to make lists and then send out a bunch of things at once. I don't do it kind of pell-mell because that causes more confusion for me later. Um, but whenever, got- um, whenever I've sent an email, by the way, I always add no rush, nothing urgent. Like, right. I, I, I feel so bad imposing on anyone. I Everything I send has a no rush. Yes, yes. Take your I, time. I also write the no rush thing. But Sometimes I- I'll get very Victorian and say... At your first convenience. Oh, that's Which is proper. way too many syllables for I that. really like it, though. No rush is, is much better. No rush. And if I get an email, if I receive an email, I like to take care of it right in that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll put, like, save as unread for things I can't handle in that moment and then get to those unread things eventually. But then your email just piles and piles. Yes, that's a, that's a problem with me. When I get an email, I like to respond to it immediately so stuff doesn't pile up. And a lot of times when I'm on the road traveling, I don't like taking my laptop with me. Um, so I'll have my phone and 
I hate answering emails, especially detailed ones on my phone. And a lot of times there are attachments you got to send and it's hard to do that with your email over the phone and it's a pain in the ass. So stuff will pile up that way. But a lot of times I will forward the email to myself and oh. change the subject heading of need to answer this. It's about, so then when I- Well, why don't you just save it as new and you know it's in your list to do? Why do you have to send another email to yourself? Now you have two emails for the same thing. That seems redundant. Well, I because once I open it, it's hard. How do you, I you don't just, know. You click the little button that says keep as new. Oh my God. I didn't even, I, I didn't even know how to do that. Oh my God. You are oh so adorable. Oh my God. That is pathetic. There's a little button. Although, you know what? I don't want to use uh, that, but I actually, because it actually, the act of writing a different subject heading and sending it to myself helps me remember that that's something I have to do. But if it's sitting there in your email under the keep as new thing, you're going to know it's something you have to do. You're literally being redundant. You, that is so extra work for yes. something so stupid. Click keep the, as new and get to it when you can. But the extra work helps you, me remember to do it. Although, oh you know what, God. now I'm going to try. Hey, look, I'm happy to learn. New, by the way, I'm about, I almost said I'm happy to learn new things. I'm happy to learn something that literally the whole world has known how to do <laughs> since the beginning of email. What and I don't, are some things that people learn that you're like, oh, my God, I never knew that? How, how long? Oh, there's got to be a whole list of things that I didn't realize was a, oh, wait a minute. You can do that? Right. Yeah. Anyway, so that's okay. Well, hey, listeners, I just learned Something to save new. an email is new, and then you can address it later. Yeah. So I sent a bunch of emails, <sighs> and um, you know, I think a lot of people work in this business all the time. They never don't work. They're never not working, and it's terrible for people's mental health. Oh yeah. But um, but because. Someone sends an email and then you answer it and then they answer it. It's sort of like, Jesus Christ, can't we just put this shit down for a well, minute? Well, yeah, that also drives me crazy if someone sends you a text or an email and you, they want like a piece of information and you answer back politely but curtly with the info they need or if they'll send you oh. something and you'll just write back, yay, like, right. for you. but they think a no. conversation and then they'll send back, a whole paragraph of like, so anyway, what else is going on? Oh, and like, no, no, no. I, and, and you just, you so want to go, you know, I, I nev I've never written back like, hey, but, but after like three of those, I just stop answering because I gave you the information you wanted. We're not about to have a giant email conversation here. <laughs> You're not nice. Well, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm never mean about it, but Listen. it's just like, read the room when you see me <laughs> read the, send, read you, the text. you see me send back like read the text read the text if you see me send back a thumbs up that emoji, means the conversation's over means i don't want to have a conversation right, with you exactly yeah i used to send the heart emoji to you when i was done speaking to you yes oh i remember that the pink heart you're the, like you the, always end the it with the pink, pink one heart. with the little blue star on no, it yeah the, the yellow stars honey are they yellow they're yellow i can't remember anyway there's no pink heart with blue stars on there's no pink heart with blue stars. It's I'm pink not good with, with sparkling yellow. Oh my Sweetie, God. I just learned how to use email like five minutes ago. <laughs> Don't think I know colors. And um, wait a minute. Am I, am I saying that I think it was blue stars because of Lucky Charm cereal? <laughs> blue diamonds. Yellow. No, the diamonds were blue. The diamonds were blue. Yellow stars, green pink clovers, hearts. pink hearts. Rainbows they added later. Purple something. I don't know. Anyway. Red balloons. Red balloons, rainbows. What they was the threw orange rainbows thing? in there. Oh, oh, it was like uh, it was like a orange moons. It was like a diamond shape, ish. Something. There were moons. What One was of yellow? them was a moon. I thought the stars were yellow. Oh yeah. Or were the moon yellow? Oh god. Pink hearts, green clovers, blue. Oh, why are we doing this? You know what? what? I need to get some lucky charms. Oh oh. <laughs> well, th yeah. This whole episode's going to be basically. I'm betting when this is over. There's going to be Popeyes delivered by Postmates. No, I'm, I've got my fill of that already. You got but, you scratch that itch, but, but now, now Lucky Charms. Uh, did I tell you a story that I did a movie once? It was called Matters of Consequence, and um, there was a scene in the movie, and I could choose. You know, I just chose what I wanted to do in the movie, which mm -hmm. was, it's just a girl watching TV. But I was like, could you get me a box of Lucky Charms, please, <laughs> and two bowls? Mm -hmm. I said to the prop person, mm -hmm. and um, so they did. And then during my scene, I was just separating the marshmallows from the- There you go. That was, yeah. And it'd be, eat one, separate. Eat one, separate. Yeah, I mean, look, the marshmallows are, but I've done that before. I remember growing up, I would separate and get a whole, but 
just marshmallows is actually kind of gross after two bites. You need Disagree. the little oat cereal there to, to, to offset it. Dis It's too much. Nope. Too much. Not for me. All right. Not for old sweet tooth Salinger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Meredith. Hey, what? Can I ask you a question? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> we'll be right back. No! <laughs> Are you done waiting for America's universities to fix themselves? Wait. I think people are going to think that this is an ad. This is not oh, an ad we're an talking because um, you sound uh, like you're doing an ad. Who cares? I'm, I'm using this I know, format. but I don't want people like fast forwarding through this. Do you have something actually interesting yes, to say? Yes, I do. All right. Well, here, let's hear it. Well, are you done waiting for America's universities to fix themselves? Uh, I, don't you wish that someone would start a new one? A new university? A university dedicated to the pursuit of truth? I mean, I think that's Hang on. Harvard's very tough. Well, I, how about a fearless pursuit of truth Ooh, i think that's cool well how would you like to be instructed by people like the new york times's barry weiss is that what barry gay, weiss gay catholic blogger andrew sullivan oh gay catholic bloggers are cool how about playwright david mamet yes please are you sure well then you will you're going to want to sign up for the new university of austin at texas oh there's a new university that is being started because, as you know, Uh-oh. colleges are too woke. Uh-oh. And so they need a place where people can are free to say the N-word and oh, um, be themselves. Fun and for those people. Anyway, yeah, uh, Barry Weiss announced today. With all Wait, these, I'm sorry. Is Bar- Who is Barry Weiss? Barry Weiss is- Is an, he an attorney? Barry Weiss is a woman. She's an op-ed oh, writer. Oh, it's a woman. For the New York Times, and she's a, a complete, uh, you know, anti-woke culture. Oh, okay. Pain in the ass. and. She and all these other, um, again, old people that are sick of Gen Wait, Z. Wait, I'm sorry, David Mamet, the playwright? David Mamet is super right-wing. Now. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I just know his God. plays. He is very red-pilled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, th- so they're starting this online. Well, I don't know if it's online. This might actually be a real university. It was all over Twitter like today. Like Trump University. They could partner up. Thank you. Um, and this is in the thing that they sent out. This is from their actual brochure. The first question, why Austin? Because... This it's a, in Texas, this, and we are red. Yeah, this is an act. This is the actual. Um, okay, let's. That see. would be their actual answer is crazier than what you just did. Okay, what is, what is it? If it's good enough for Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, it's good enough for us. Hmm. That is in the brochure. Good for them. Uh, here's another question. Nearly every university says it stands for freedom of inquiry. What's different about your university? You know what their answer is? What? We mean it. Oh dear God. Final one. Do you offer degrees? Like. Like a degree yeah, in whatever subject you're studying. probably does. That you're paying money you to go to this college. You mean the Bachelor of Arts or your PhD? Well, you your... know what their answer is? What? We do not offer degrees at this moment. Oh, dear gosh. It's another right-wing grift. Trump University. Uh, getting people wound up yep. uh, about this thing. And um, it's a complete sham. And it is so... Ama- the, again, there... And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe um, when Gen X ages out, it'll be ugly. But nothing is uglier than the boomers aging out. It is something to see. Is it the, way the they're boomers coming that apart. are doing all this? It's like, a lot of boomers and a lot of like outlier uh, Gen X people. You know, honestly, it's a lot of everybody. Unfortunately, there's a lot of brainwashed people that think a certain way and they don't get any other opinions. They don't get challenged critical thinking or anything like that. And so they follow one thing and there's no debate. You can't debate them because they're not operating in actual facts. And... It's uh, it's disappointing, but it is you know, it's like it starts with the, the Proud Boys in Charleston, and it goes all the way up to uh, old well, people like Lindsey Graham and those kind of people. But but I, mean, I think it all comes from the same source, which is this combination. I of, mean, Ted Cruz and all those people of like loneliness and ignorance, and also just feeling like there is something going on that I'm not a part of or that I can't go. It it is the it is a more manic version of you know, stadium rockers being angry at MTV when it came along in the 80s. And, you know, they were all like, Duran Duran and Madonna, that's not music. It should be Black Oak, Arkansas and right. Kansas. And, you know, well, so they, they, I, and some people could adjust and roll with it and some people couldn't. Right. I don't think it's right to start a university and actually peddle misinformation. But you know what? Uh, the world is weird. And uh, I would like to change this topic because I don't want to <laughs> sit and talk about those people. Really? It, it upsets me. Okay, but I do, I, I was delighted to see that it has now gone so far as to go 
we've been canceled and we've been silenced. So we're starting our own university. It it's the same as a, what are they going to teach? What I don't know. It is going to be this weird thing of we. I don't know what they're going to teach. Yeah, whatever they're teaching is just going to cause more separation and division in this country, and yeah. it's not a good thing, and it's not real, and and uh, it's very sad. It's, anyway, it's a sad I'm, state of affairs, and maybe we could talk about something else because I don't like talking about this. Well, I I am very much against the University of Austin at Texas unless they um, hire me to be a speaker and, and give me a big honorarium, then I'm a hundred percent for it. <laughs> Okay, so somebody uh, uh, posted on Twitter uh, a clip from the Brady Bunch Variety Hour or show. I forget what it was called, but it was basically... The Bradys are performing the Motown classic Get Ready with the help of the Croftette Swimmers. <laughs> so they're, wa they're water ballet people. Water ballet people. So the 70s are, is, was basically... Uh, half of show business was cocaine and uh, panic. Color, and the color orange. And the color orange. And so it's the Brady's, except for Eve Plum, who decided not to do it. Smarty pants. Uh, so they got they got a ringer to come in, a girl who could actually sing and dance, um, and everyone else. Not is, that we don't know if Eve Plum could. And maybe she, she yeah, just exactly. was like, maybe I don't she, want to be part but of this. she was smart enough to go, no. <laughs> she saw the proposal and went, no. And so they, uh, they're doing uh, Get Ready, and then, it, and then at one point there's a pool in front of them, and then these swimmers get in and do like a water ballet, and that's that's uh, that's a little riff off of if you remember um, Donnie Marie, they had that ice skating rink, and they had those women that would come out and do these court, you know, choreographed ice skating, and these people went, "What if the ice was melted, man?" So again, uh, they jump in the pool and splash around. Um, but you texted me the thing about the Osmonds. Well, then someone responded to it by saying, because someone made a joke about, well, that's some massive cultural appropriation. And then someone said, not like this. And it's <laughs> the Osmond brothers, five uh, wonderful Mormons doing a medley uh, from Fiddler on the Roof. Let which, me just describe what ahead. they're wearing first. Oh, yes. So it's the five Osmond brothers, and they are all in business suits with the vest underneath. <laughs> They're all in business suits that, you know, you could get at JCPenney and you could work in your accounting office. And each brother has a different shade. Uh, you know, Describe the shades. Because well, these are 70s colors. Well, there's a, um, a kind of a lime... Uh, dusty lime suit. I'm sorry, you say dusty lime? Like a like right. a like a green lime, dusty colored. You know, dusty lime is a great '70s color. Dusty lime, and then there, of course, Donnie is mm. in pink. He's in a light pink kind of oh. dusty pink, though. And then that's because he's showing dominance. And then there's like one in a purple suit, but it's you know a light dusty what, purple. Yeah, exactly. Not not just purple. It's not a, not basic purple. A it's a dusty purple. Dusty purple. And uh, it's kind of lavender. And then uh, the other one, you know, I didn't realize, because I thought Donny Osmond was cute back in the day. These are not attractive people. <laughs> they were, they're, they're a little weird looking. <laughs> they're strange looking. They're like inbred or something. Well, no, that's a terrible thing to say. They're not. Take that back. Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. They're great. Well, what's weird is but, yeah. Donny Osmond was. Um, they're all in business suits and they're yeah. singing rock songs, but they're singing. But they're a, not singing rock songs, are they? No, they're singing they? a Fiddler on the Roof medley. Medley. They do If I Were a Rich Man. They do To Life. And there's teenage girls screaming. They do Into Life, and then they do Matchmaker. They close out with Matchmaker. <laughs> if I were a rich man. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. All day long, oh, I bitty, 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 bitty bum, yeah. <laughs> Mom. We went to this concert last night. And the these, other guys are in kind of gray, dusty suits. Yeah. And these a blue, cute dusty. Mormon guys sang a, a, a medley of, of, of Yiddish songs. It was a, I was screaming my head off. If I were a witch man, did it, did it, did it, did it, bum, yeah. Wow. So anyway, they. Uh, Everybody thought Donny Osmond was cute back in the day. And Marie, super pretty. Well, Donny Osmond was cute compared to the brothers. But he was also, even away from the brothers, he was good looking, but in a in such a cartoonish way. He's that big head. But it's like it's almost too good looking. Uh, I, I I did I did their talk show back in the day. I did stand up on. She, he and Marie had a talk show. How old? 
old were you? I was like in my 30s. Dude, um, their talk show was like in 1972. No, no, no. They had another one, like a daytime one, like back in the 90s. They tried to do one. Yeah, and they... And they said, "Are they uh, all still alive today?" They're all very much still oh, alive. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Mormons, clean living. They'll never clean die. living. Yeah, and when they die, I, they go I'm to planet. I'm not trying Colum. to be insulting. I thought they were. He was very handsome back in the day, and I thought she was very pretty. And they're still very good looking people. Well, yeah, they're very good looking. Yeah, but he. Um, and they were happy and like all American. Yeah, and they were very nice. But uh, and they were very nice to do stand up with. I even I did a joke and it didn't work, and I went. My manager said if I kept doing that joke, I'd end up working for Mormons. And then they loved that. They thought that was hilarious. So, but, but I'm just saying that is, again, that's the 70s. There was no rhyme or reason to anything at the time. They're like, well, Fiddle on the Roof is a massive hit, and the Osmonds are huge. Let's we put slap them, together them together with some what's, rock and roll. What's the, what's the problem? I don't What's the problem? Like, <laughs> there's no thinking beyond the, remember the show, this is big, this is big, slap them together. Remember the show's Battle of the Network Stars? Hell yeah. And it would be like, the people on ABC sitcoms versus the people on CBS sitcoms. Yes. And, and they did that with the Laugh Olympics with cartoons too, like Snagglepuss was on one. <laughs> they did that with the Laugh Olympics. Yeah. And, um, but that was funny back in the day. Anyone would just do any game show, no matter how sort of cheesy it was. Yeah, you'd see like Adrian Barbeau like racing against Billy Crystal. Yeah, and Michael and, J. Um, Fox would be on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert Conrad and uh, Gary Berghoff. Yeah. Why not? The kids from Eight is Enough versus the kids from Happy Days. <laughs> the kids from Happy Days. So, yeah, I, I just. Eight again, is Enough. That was another show. Oh, boy. Loved that show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that whole. Uh, we are very nostalgic, Patton. I feel like we are yeah, very old. T- well, what I think one Let's of the reasons. Let's talk about present day stuff. Well, <laughs> but here's the thing. This kind of links to present day because it feels like we're about to go through that cycle again where everything is just being slap together one way or another. I mean, it, sometimes it's done well the way they do. They build the whole, like, the Marvel universe. But then other times, um, they're just kind of throwing, think maybe this could work if we throw this here. And you you like this thing, don't you? You There was literally a movie about emojis. Like, people like emojis on their phone. Let's make a movie. There was an, literally an emoji movie. It's why Jordan Peele quit acting because he was offered... The, to be the voice of the poop emoji. And he said, okay, I'm done acting. Oh, that God. said, I'm going to go direct now. This is it. This is, something's gone wrong. Yeah, I felt like I wanted to quit acting along. T- Actually, I never felt like I wanted to quit acting, <laughs> but if I were going to like be part of that bandwagon just yeah. now, um, a million years ago when Survivor had just started, they, mm-hmm. they gave some chick from Survivor like a lead role in a movie. And I was like, wait a minute. She's not <laughs> even an actress. I'm auditioning for this. And th- yeah, I, that was wow. sort of like one of those things where you're just like, they don't even care. They just no. want someone who's... Well, they're like, this person on the radar now, yeah. this will get this many tickets, fine. You know what? Longevity, man. That's all I care about. Yeah, man. Endurance is more important than truth. But... Uh, Not at Texas Austin University. That's right. The truth is the most important thing, and it's whatever you want it to be, man. And you got to be fearlessly searching for it. Hey, if it's good enough for Elon Musk and Joe Rogan, good enough for us. Hey, those are both two very rich people, (laughs) and we're just sitting in— Hey, You and I are sitting in a shack, and, you know— Yeah, they must be smart. They're very rich. How could they—they can't be dumb if they're rich. I mean, the Sackler family's very wealthy. They must be really smart. There's no way they're evil if they're that rich, right? Nothing's evil. No one's evil if you're that rich. I mean, yeah. start an opioid crisis across America and the universe, but don't worry about it. We're I, making lots I forgot, of money. I forgot who said it. It might have been Susan Sontag or, or um, uh, Joan Didion, but like where there's a where, – when you see a billionaire, you, you see a crime. Like there's <laughs> there's a crime behind it somewhere. Well, there are some billionaires. One, there are some wonderful billionaires. Mm. There are. Patton, mm. There are. Well, it, but it was just interesting that, that there's a lot of that um, – you know, well, this person's, how can they, anyway, it's depressing. But we seem to be going through that cycle again where there's, I, I feel like in a couple of years, because there's too much TV, they're going to start slapping stuff together. They'll do Squid Game, but for real. I love that show, Squid Game. Yeah. The acting was phenomenal. Yeah. There's an episode where they play a game about marbles, and it was so marvelous. Oh, so poignant. It was marvelous. But, <laughs> but it's it's also very upsetting watching a show like that and and thinking this is brilliant and it's pretty groundbreaking and in about five or ten years they'll try to do it for real well they do 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 stuff like that for real there are some very dangerous game shows where they're like i mean you'll basically do anything to be on tv number one and or to win money but you know part of 
part of is it Survivor where they eat the spiders and all that kind of thing? But what I'm saying is they'll eventually cross. But a like line. dangerous things. They'll cross a line where someone will die, and then the, because of an indemnity clause they signed, right? The network will get away with it, and then they'll and then the ratings it. will be great, and the then ratings will go, and then they'll, they'll go, start well. killing people for real. And and they'll say they'll be and the way that people are in this country right now, the way how badly they're being treated, they'll go. You'll die, and your family will be taken care of. And people go, "I'll, I'll do that. Right. I'd rather do that than to you know, watch my family slowly come apart. Yeah, go down a hero. God, this is a depressing episode. Seriously, okay. stop. How did we go from? Wait, let's change. How the did subject. we go from the Osmond singing uh, "Fiddler on the Roof" to? Because it's depressing. Ugh. Um, wait. Speaking of depressing, no, no. <laughs> Speaking of depressing, no. I no. This is not depressing. But oh. the other day. You you're on you're on tour on these weekends. Yes, and I am. Alice and I are hanging out, having fun, doing mm-hmm. stuff. Um, there wasn't a lot to do this weekend. She didn't have really anything planned, but there mm-hmm. was one day mm-hmm. on Saturday night, mm-hmm. which started at four o'clock for her and her friends. Mm-hmm. And her friends is her friends is friends is her friends is moms. Sure, her friends' moms. Right. Um, and it was like an outdoor thing, and it was going to be fun, and she was really looking forward to it, mm-hmm. and I was looking forward to it, and Alice was looking forward to it. And at 3 o'clock, I was like, get dressed. We're going to get ready. We're leaving at 3.30. Mm-hmm. And um, at like 3.20, I got hit with the gnarliest migraine ever. Yeah. I've never had a migraine headache so bad and I felt nauseous like that's never happened before I remember I FaceTimed you and you said I gotta get off this phone because I I really feel sick yeah and I had to to draw all the curtains in my room and close my eyes and (laughs) house of usher shit yeah I can't see the light please I can't see the light everything was loud I took a I took an aspirin or whatever and um I felt so bad because we were like excited to go to this thing and Mm. I literally couldn't drive like I couldn't get in my car and see the light the oh, light was, no. but that's never happened to me before. Is that normal? I think I'm getting really just, you know, I'm falling apart, man. <laughs> well, you're also doing way too much work. Okay. And it's grinding you into the ground. Okay. You know what I, you know what I say? Go you, you to Utah, need... to the Slot Canyons. You... Hey, Patton, <laughs> you guys, have you all seen these things in Utah? Um, it's like sedimentary rock and it's like a mountain. It's like a red mountain that was carved by rivers. And so there are these smooth, it's like a smooth maze where you walk through these rocks and they're towering above you. Um, look online, look up Slot Canyons, Utah, and look at these amazing wonders of nature. They're so beautiful. And I just, I think over Christmas, I want to see those. Really? Yeah, I want to see something like... head out to the desert for Christmas. I want to see like the Grand Canyon. I want to see a wonder of the world. I want to be out in nature and see things. I want to feel, I want to feel like I've been put into perspective uh, against the enormity of the universe and the land so that then when we come back, our problems don't seem so massive. But you're like, I looked at this giant prehistoric hole that oh, was I would... carved out drop by drop. Yeah, I think I would feel like our problems were massive and that wouldn't it be good just to escape and live in the slot canyons? Like, <laughs> So you want to disappear into the canyons, basically. I want to, like... Become a weird desert rat. I, I, I would like to live in the Sequoia National Forests. <laughs> I would like to be like a little wood nymph living with bunnies and deer and, you know, maybe monkeys even, like wow. little, little monkeys. I just want to be Snow White and live in the forest. I remember one time uh, when I was uh, doing... Uh, phone banking for the election and I was doing phone banking in Nevada. So I called a guy who lived way outside of Las Vegas and he, and I was like, Hey, I'm just calling on behalf of the uh, democratic party and wondering if you're, and he's like, Oh, both parties, Republican, Democrats, all bullshit. All right. They I'm off the grid. It doesn't affect me. And I said, what do you mean by off the grid? He goes, I live out here. I got a windmill powers my house, got a little tiny house and I got a little uh, garden, uh, little organic got a garden, little organic garden. I go to town for the stuff I can't grow, and the rest of the time I grow the stuff here. And then I'm, then I kind of started like it started sounding kind of seductive. So it's like, like how big is your house? It goes, oh, it's tiny. I just I need a bed, I need a little place to sit and read. I, I would go love out, that. Goes, but my backyard is like the is, world. Is the world? I just go wherever I want. And then I go, well, what do you do? Like, do you get like you have a phone? Do you have television? Need? He goes, don't got TV, don't got internet. I don't care. He goes, I got a motorcycle, I got a rifle, I take my motorcycle out in the desert, and I, I shoot I shoot at rabbits with my with my oh, rifle. And then I said, I go, 
oh, that's, see, so do you eat the rabbits that you kill? And he said, you can't hit a rabbit on a motorcycle. What do, I just like doing it. It's fun. Oh, no. So he just drives around just shooting. He's never going to hit anything. And I was. That sounds like a movie, like Highway to Hell. Or was there like a guy? What was that thing with your friend who played the guy, the red guy? Uh, did David oh K. Harbor God. play Hell Hellboy? Hellboy? Didn't he ride a motorcycle and no. shoot at stuff? No. Somebody did in a movie. Well, I, I, all I'm saying is the idea Wait, of. Wait, there was a movie. There is a movie with a guy doing that. On a is motorcycle? It, well, he's like, there's a whole sequence in Raising Arizona yes, where that, that guy, it, that's what it was. The bounty hunter. Yes, him. Randall Tex Cobb. Exactly. That's exactly yes. the character I was thinking um, of. So he... Um, was it Randall? Randall Tex Cobb. Was it him? That was him. In the woods. The guy yeah. you talked to. Oh, okay. Yeah. My friends say I'm part bloodhound, but I ain't got no friends. Oh, stop it. You're going to make me bust out crying. Um, but the idea of living in a little house... It's powered by the wind, and I just sit there and read books. And when I get bored, I get on a motorcycle and I ride around and I shoot at rabbits, but I don't. I'm, I'm gonna not killing sneeze. Them. I'm gonna sneeze. Listen, it's cute. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god! This episode. I'm apologizing for every second of this episode. This makes no sense. Um, but that idea of like, and I remember listening to him. We talked for like 20 minutes. He wasn't going to vote, but I just wanted to hear about his life because it sounded so wonderful. I would love to get off the grid. Yeah. And just be I'm out gonna there. I'm going to sneeze again. Uh -oh. Oh, go ahead. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just that, and, and, and I wasn't even angry at him. I was like, you have every right not to, because you, he's not being a burden on anybody. He's just riding around in his little. Am I gonna keep sneezing and you're just gonna keep talking about him? Is that what's gonna happen? Yeah, I think I'm. I, I'm kind of. I'm really into this dude. I know. Or do you? Do, you, do we need what to pause? You, you can go sneeze. No, I don't need to sneeze anymore. Did you uh, get his like address? No. <laughs> so you could write him letters. No, I mean there was no. But then he'd have to go into town and buy stamps. Yeah, or probably he has to go to town where there's like a post office box, which I doubt he has. Or maybe he would trek through the woods and bring it to you. <laughs> bring a letter. Or, or what's the Pony what, Express. Pony, or would he tie the note to an eagle? Can you even imagine back in the old days, the Pony Express? Could you even imagine? Yes. But how absolutely. did that guy know where to go? It wasn't a guy. It was the Pony Express was a network of riders. Right, but and how did would, those guys know where to go? Because they were scouts and and trailmasters, and they knew. No one had addresses and, and back then. It was just a house in a field. No, 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 no. Back then. The Pony Express mail was delivered to a central point. You went, that's the phrase, I'm going into town to get the mail. Mail wasn't that's not delivered. That's a phrase. The, the mail wasn't delivered. No one has delivered. ever said, I'm going into town to get the mail. Back in the day, the mail wasn't delivered to your house. You went to the post office to get your stuff. Oh, okay. Way, way back in the day. And then eventually it came to your house. How things have really, <laughs> things have changed, man. Oh, yeah. That's, wow, that's deep. Yeah, things have changed, Meredith. <laughs> Folks, you heard it here first. Um, thanks for listening to our ridiculous podcast today. We have more interesting things to say, and you'll just have to wait till next week for something smart sounding. Have a great night. I'll be right back with my picks. Now it's time for Did You Get Our Picks? Tell you what we like, what we really, really Okay, here's some picks. Uh, this week, no movies. I haven't seen any new movies. I saw... Nope, you're right. No I movies. I have not seen a movie. Sorry. Wait. Did we talk about The Eternals? We'll talk about The Eternals on, on the other podcast, but at this point, people know. But I, I just want to still wait a couple weeks. Okay, fine. Just in case. Um, comic books. My buddy, Rick Remender, has a new crime comic out called Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. This is a uh, Yakuza Vengeance comic by the guy who does uh, The Scumbag and uh, Black Science. Hey, Mom, these would be great for you. Sounds like these are things you'd love. <laughs> With amazing art by Andre Lima Arahu, uh, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. Uh, first two issues have come out. Highly recommended. Books, well, I haven't read it yet, but I got it. My new Hingston and Olson short story advent calendar. Every year they put out... This company, a publishing company up in Canada, does a thing called the Short Story Advent Calendar. Um, 25 new short stories. Each day you you pop one open, they're like a little pamphlet. And uh, I just got the one for this year. Haven't even looked at who the authors are. I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. But starting December 1st, I will be reading 
uh, my new short story advent calendar. I'm so excited. And this year they have one for uh, young readers, for um, kids and teenagers. So if you want a cool gift for your bookish uh, son or daughter, go to hinksonandolson.com. I highly recommend it. I love these collections. And I've been introduced to so many new writers because of stuff I've read uh, in these collections. We often buy these collections for some of our friends. One of my friends is brilliant. She's a writer herself and she reads tons and Loves she it. actually just sent me a recommendation and she said, run, don't walk to get Sally Rooney's beautiful world. Where are you? And so I'm hmm. going to not run or walk. I'm going to go and order it <laughs> online and or download it to a Kindle and read it because uh, she's a great writer and this is a very interesting book and it's written it, by the same person who wrote Normal People. Is it a novel or a collection of short stories? It's a novel. Wow. Author cool. of Normal People, Sally Rooney. Beautiful World, where are you? Beautiful World, where? well, isn't, isn't that what everyone's asking these days? Well, I know where the beautiful world is. And finally, my picks this week for music. Um... Uh, last week, Amy Mann's new album dropped. That's right. Queens of the Summer Hotel. I've had it on a permanent loop while I've been writing. It's fantastic. I, I don't know what else to say. It's a new Amy Mann album. That's all you need to know. Uh, incredible how songwriting. Can you, how can you write and listen to music with words? I Because I can. It just I can't. I have to have complete silence uh, when I work. Uh, if I have the right music. there. I mean, I've already talked about this. There are certain albums that are my writing albums. And this new one... Um, is it a writing Amy album? It, it, it's, we're going to see. I, I got to play it a few times, but... Because um, if I know the lyrics to songs that I like, I can't write because I just hear, I just start singing in my own head. With me, it, it, it's the, a combination of the lyrics and the way they're sung and the music that creates that mood that actually helps me write. I kind of like it. I don't have it blasting in my head. I have it light like it's playing in a place that I'm writing in. I, it just it's that you know kind of ambient music that it kind of gets into your head subconsciously and boy is it great my picks this week no movies but a new comic righteous thirst for vengeance go get it uh the new hinks and an olsen short story advent calendar i'm telling you about it now so you can order yours and have it on december 1st uh these things are fantastic and of course amy man's new album queens of the summer hotel you guys have been great listeners have a beautiful week Till next Tuesday. See you later. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show. Starburns Audio, a podcast. <clears throat> A podcast network.